Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender, pass me a drink. A reason that I'm here is I need time to think. Hello, welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. You can call me Dude. Or you can call me Anthony. We're uh, at first name basis right now, I think. How's everybody doing on this uh, very schizophrenic weather time of year? It, I can't believe that uh, where I live, uh, I actually record this in West Texas. And everything's pretty much gone to shit out here. Uh, uh, people losing power right and left. People... Uh, buying up every damn thing that they can find in the store because they're afraid that they're going to be locked up for yet another couple months. You know, you'd think we'd be all used to the quarantine thing by now, but no, I went to the store the other day just to pick up a couple uh, odds and ends, uh, stuff that I ran out of. Nothing extremely important. I probably could have lived without it for a couple days, but uh, yeah, everything is gone and, you know, just off the shelves. Maybe it's because the stores and uh, aren't receiving their shipments or something like that, and uh, because you know we're at this point in time we're experiencing a shortage in food right now. We are experiencing uh, well a lot of gas stations. I was heading to my day job a couple days ago, and they uh, I had to go to four different gas stations all within a mile proximity of each other. And they were all out of gas, and I'm and I'm thinking I live in West Texas. We make this stuff a mile and a half away from where I'm standing. Why are we out? Is it? That's just so weird. But you know, nonetheless, uh, probably by the time this podcast gets posted, everything will be back to normal, and gas prices will be at an all-time high. It's just the way the world works. But enough about that for now. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about today's drink special. Today's drink special I pulled off Instagram from Jack Daniels underscore US. Yes, that's right. I pulled a drink recipe from Jack Daniels themselves. This drink just caught my attention just because you don't really see a huge amount of mixed drinks using whiskey. And Jack Daniels suggests this. This drink is called the Unrequited Love Punch. Uh, the ingredients go as follows. Two ounces of Jack Daniels, old number seven. Two ounces of cranberry juice. A half ounce of pineapple juice and orange juice. Top with ginger ale. And they say it pairs well with a box of chocolates. Uh, based on my experience, uh, chocolate and whiskey don't really... Well, they might taste good together, but they don't set well together. You know, They kind of churn and kind of... Uh, it, you know, uh, I maybe it's just my my system uh, that uh, didn't like the pairing of whiskey and chocolate because it ended up being a really horrible night around the porcelain toilet. 
Uh, I screwed up that analogy. I don't care. I'm not uh, going back. But anyway, yeah, Jack Daniels uh, underscore US on Instagram. You want to follow them. Uh, They uh, uh, talk about all their products, and they also give a couple good suggestions on how to drink Jack Daniels. Uh, So uh, go out, give that a try. Remember, if you uh, do give it a try, and even with a box of chocolates, let me know what you thought about it. Uh, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and let me know. Or you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Hey Bartender Podcast, or Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm on TikTok, yeah, Hey Bartender Podcast, uh, but you won't catch me doing any of those dancing or anything like that. I'll do the, I do do the uh, lip-syncing thing every once in a while just because I, you know sometimes I think it's funny. But, uh, yeah, you're not going to catch me dancing on TikTok, so don't even, don't even try. Also, remember, if you want to help support Hey Bartender Podcast, head on over to heybartenderpodcast.com and go check out the limited swag that I have in there. I have T-shirts, I have stickers, and, uh, you know, you can also check out the latest or past episodes of Hey Bartender Podcast there. So go over to www.heybartenderpodcast.com and check it out. Maybe pick something up while you're there. Stick around for a little bit later on in the show. This is the Saturday Big Show, and I will be featuring music from a band called Daddies. Uh, We'll be playing their single, I'm Your Man, and you want to stick around and check that out. We'll be playing that a little bit later on in the episode. So, anyway, people... Uh, a lot of things been happening uh, around this world, and a lot of people pointing fingers. A lot of people uh, just, you know, they just want something to complain about. Uh, I mean, check out these people that are trying to guess every single moment that's going to happen on WandaVision as it airs. Uh, you know, it hasn't even aired yet, and people automatically assume I know what's about to happen, and you know, you know. And I just want to sit back and be surprised, personally. You know, I, I've i been watching WandaVision since it started airing, and every episode I completely flip out because I'm pissed off that they leave it on a cliffhanger. But, you know, that's like what, I, what it was like watching TV back in the 80s and 90s before streaming and TiVo and all that stuff. So for all you people that freak out and say it's unfair bullshit or whatever that you have to wait week to week. Welcome to my world. But a lot of people in this world, pretty much everybody says that everything is unfair. Everything is bullshit. And it, you know, I'm going to sit back and agree. Some of it is, but some of it's pretty much out of your control. So you just have to sit back and accept it. But uh, when you have the power, you uh, to make these things happen you don't uh, sometimes you have suffer a little bit of anxiety don't you when it's your decision when it has to be you that sets sets up what happens and how it's going to happen what i'm getting at here people is well a couple episodes ago i was talking about feeling guilty for 86ing somebody and you know what eight when i had to 86 people it wasn't really a guilt problem. I think back on it now, I didn't ever really feel guilty about 86ing somebody because uh, they usually pulled some kind of bullshit in my bar 
which merited them to get 86. You have a fight about the pool table, boom, you're 86. You have a fight, boom, you're 86. You know, it was a easy decision. Uh, but my coworkers sometimes made it a little bit hard because they say, well, you can't 86 them because they're a good customer. They got in a fight. They destroyed uh, pool cues. Police had to come. No, I feel no remorse, no regret, nothing. Because they did something that broke the rules and I had to 86 them for it. So, that being said, there were times where I did feel guilty. The most times that I ever felt guilty about being a bartender and doing my job is when I had to cut somebody off. You know, I always second-guessed myself when it came to that sort of thing. Are they really drunk or or they just have a long day or, you know, there were, uh, or, or are they just naturally an asshole? You know, I questioned myself constantly on all that sort of thing. Now, the easiest thing, easiest way to cut somebody off is uh, when they're causing some kind of disturbance in the bar. doesn't mean that they're getting into a fight. doesn't mean uh, really much, uh, you know, it can be something small. Like, I've talked to you guys about that woman in the bar that when she has her first glass of wine, sure, she sits back, she's relaxed she's a little bit loose maybe smiling a little bit more than when she first came in she has her second glass of wine all of a sudden she is the life of the party laughing as loud as she can hanging on uh customers that are sitting next to him making more friends but then the third glass of wine dun 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 she finishes that third glass of wine and all of a sudden she starts crying over the littlest things or things that happened in the way past my dog died oh i'm sorry when did your dog die 23 years ago Uh uh-huh all right lady you got problems so then when it gets to that point you have to cut them off because uh you have to sit back and realize she's bringing down the mood she is bringing down everybody at the bar because all of a sudden her problems become everybody else's problem and uh she starts uh, projecting all of her worries and woes onto your other customers. And you don't want to do that because most of the customers, they're there to relax and have a good time. That is the key point of having the bar. It's a place to sit, relax, and have a good time. Meet people and uh, talk talk to your friends. But then all of a sudden you get this one woman that is crying buckets at your bar. So you have uh, the, uh, you, the bartender or server, have to, you know, kind of bring them down a little bit, maybe give them a glass of wine, a glass of water, no more wine, and, uh, you know, bring them down a little bit so that they don't jump in their car sobbing and try to make it, make their way home. And, uh, yes, I, when it came to that woman, uh, well, it's not. It wasn't just a woman, but the, when it came to that personality that had a couple drinks and then all of a sudden were a uh, just a hot mess, and uh, I start second guessing myself and said, "Well, I really should cut this person off." Ugh, but you know, she's sad right now. But what if she, uh, she is just that one little push to go to angry? 
and then she st- creates a scene and I don't want to deal with the scene. Okay. Yes. I did have a little bit of trouble with confrontation. That pretty much is the bottom line with it. But you know, I would try to play Jedi mind tricks with the drunk customers when I had to cut them off the, uh, like for uh, example, the woman who starts crying just because she had one too many wines, I'd say, Oh, don't cry. Uh, here, drink some water before you dehydrate and, you know, give her some water, get her to relax a little bit and start suggesting maybe you should go home and, you know, have some dinner, get some sleep and, uh, you know, just get past this and get ready for tomorrow. And it, you know, in the perfect world, I'd sit back and think about it. Okay. She's going to agree to it. She's going to realize where she's at and then she's going to go home. But it doesn't always go that way. And she, you can't tell me, you know how good of a customer I am. You, I, uh, do you, I know your manager it, and all, all of a sudden all that shit comes out and it's like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. And does it talk, uh, does it talk me into giving her another drink? No, pisses me off more. And I say, you know what? Go home. You, uh, cause I'm not serving you anymore. So Coke, coffee, water, so you can get your head on straight, or you can uh, you can just go home right now. And yes, she'd leave. She'd probably talk shit about me uh, to her friends. I got fucking cut off by the, that bartender, and I'm never gonna go in on his shift again. And that that was uh, that happened quite a bit because people always like to threaten. I'm never coming in on your shift ever again. You're a jerk, and I'm always like, you will be missed. But, uh, yeah, they usually do end up coming back just because, one, they either forget that I worked that night or realize I really want something to drink and I've got nowhere else to go right now. But, yeah, it there was always a feeling of guilt with that personality that came along with it. And it's just like, oh, God, is she going to give me trouble again? Or, you know, am, or was she really drunk or was she just actually really upset? And should I have been more uh, sympathetic to what was going on? You know, sure, her dog, uh, she was upset about her dog dying, even though it was 23 years ago when her dog died. Should I have been more sympathetic? Uh, well, it almost it, it all came down to me you justifying cutting her off so she doesn't bring down the atmosphere in my bar. Because no, none of us want a depressed bar. We want a happy bar. We want good music playing. We want people laughing, joking. And, uh, and, you know, and then all of a sudden one person is the complete killer of the mood just because she had one too many wines. And it was, believe me, it was almost mathematical. You know, it didn't matter how much she ate uh, before she came into the bar. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. Three wines, that was her limit before uh, before she started crying. So then it became a game. Can I get her to stop at two? Can I get her to maybe have a cup of coffee or a glass of water before she goes to three? Would that set it back a little bit? No. No. Three was the magic number. And there was nothing you could do to stop it. You just go, okay, here's three. You're going to start crying in about 20 minutes, so uh, you better settle up now. And... Uh, 
that way you you don't uh, uh, you know screw me on the tip because you're mad that I cut you off. Now the one thing that used to come uh, and piss me off a little bit about uh, when it came to cutting somebody off, ultimately cutting somebody off is the servers of the bartender's decision. And whoever you are, if your uh, coworkers don't back you up, if your manager doesn't back you up on your decision to cut somebody off, you don't really need to work there because you know they sit. You sit back and say, "Okay, dude." You've had enough, and so you go back and you tell all your coworkers that, okay, I've cut this person off, but then all of a sudden that customer goes over to another server or another bartender and orders a drink, and that server or uh, server or bartender sits back and says, oh, yeah, I'll vouch for you. You're fine. Uh, uh, I'm, I know you better and, or than they do. Okay, that that's... That's something really tough to do. And um, there was uh, been a number of times where I said, why do they have a drink in their hand? I just cut them off. And they, oh, no, they're fine. They're always like that. And I said, they just had four Long Island iced teas. And they're drooling on themselves. Ah, yeah, they get that way. And I was just like, but I cut them off. They need to calm down. Give them at least a couple hours or an hour before you give them another one. Oh, I'll vouch for them. Don't worry about it. No, no. You uh, Once you make the announcement that you've cut somebody off to your other coworkers, I believe that it's uh, part of your team dynamic that you all support each other. And it makes things really difficult. Is Well, if I cut them off, they're just going to go to this other person and then they're going to get served by them. And that way I look like the asshole and it, it, it happened quite a few times uh, just because, well, the server that I worked with, she was in constant competition. Uh, mostly it was, mo- the competition was mostly my fault. Uh, I will admit it now because she was in constant competition with me of keeping customers. Now she worked two days a week, Friday and Saturday. That's it. And whereas uh, Shannon and I worked all week long. People were always used to seeing either Shannon or myself or both. Now, once the customers got used to seeing uh, Shannon and or me together, uh, working together or working behind the bar, they just, uh, it became a habit. Well, just, uh, they always had to come up to the bar to get their drink. And, oh, I'll just go up to the bar because that's where uh, I usually get the drink. And I'm going to admit right now, I'm not going to say her name, but she, the, the server that I had, she was bad about walking the floor, picking up empties, uh, emptying ashtrays and getting, uh, getting more drink orders, uh, which caused all the customers just to get used to coming up to me or Shannon at the bar to get their drinks. And then there was even one day where she complained uh, how come my regular customers aren't coming to me anymore? And uh, well, it's nothing personal. We don't talk shit about you, even though she thought we talked shit about her. Truth being told, she wasn't worth my time to talk shit about her. But uh, the customers just got used to us. They well, just go over to uh, go up to the bar where Shannon and Anthony are, and uh, there was there was nothing that we said. I'm talking shit about her now, but uh, we didn't talk shit about her back then. But uh, 
she was like, the, I'm losing all my customers. They usually always come up to me. And I, and Shannon even gave her the advice. You know, you're out on the floor. You are the first person they see. You should be, hey, can I refill, get the refill for you? Can uh, I get you anything else? Are you hungry? You know, uh, you should be out there selling this stuff. There's no reason absolutely whatsoever why the customers should have to come up to the bar when there's a server out on the floor. And the competition between me and that server came as this. On Friday nights, I'd come in at 9 o'clock because that's when uh, a lot of the business came in on Friday night. Shannon had already been working since 5, worked through the dinner shift, and picked up a lot uh, picked up a lot of uh, the tabs starting earlier in the night. And the server, she had been she had worked the dinner shift and then she worked into the uh, into the night until closing. I come in at nine o'clock and you know uh, they'd already been working for four hours and I'm only gonna work work from nine till one thirty. And somehow every night I would beat her in sales. Somehow every Friday night, it was never uh, much effort, but I was constantly beater in sales. And all I do is sling drinks. I never had had to serve food unless uh, somebody wanted a late night snack or chicken strips or fries or something like that. I never, uh, I hardly ever sold food. It was just drinks, but my sales would constantly be above hers by at least 200 bucks. And she worked the dinner shift. She should have been, you know, selling plates of food that, you know, going for 15 bucks a seat or something like that, or however much it was back then. But she, her sales were always dead low. And we found out, uh, I found out later that uh, she'd spend most of her time behind the bar talking to, uh, talking to her friends when she was supposed to be out on the floor. But uh, you know, and then all of a sudden I swing in, boom, I, my sales outdid her and, you know, I would rub it in her face just because you spend too much time behind the bar when you should be on the floor. There's two bartenders back here and being on the floor, you have, you, there's so much opportunity that somebody would come up to you to get a drink rather than come over to us. My friend Shannon even proved it. Uh, when, uh, that server wanted to take a weekend off, uh, all of a sudden Shannon was like, I want her shifts. I want to work the floor. I want to, uh, I want to be a waitress that night. And cause Shannon had been, a uh, been a waitress and she hadn't really done waitressing for quite some time. And she felt like she really wanted to be back on the floor just because, and Shannon being an old school waitress, she knew how to work the floor. She knew to pick up the glassware, to empty the ashtrays, to ask their ask the customers, "Hey, can I get you anything else?" And it wasn't a opportunity to be social for Shannon like it was the other server. <laughs> and but Shannon and I, we killed it that night. It was awesome. And uh, but this was a Saturday. Uh, we both Shannon and I started at five and then worked till close, and our sales were neck and neck pretty much the whole night. And uh, I actually don't remember how that ended, whether her sales were higher than mine. Uh, She'll probably tell you that, well, obviously it was uh, hers that were higher than mine. I'm not going to, I wouldn't disagree with her. 
But back to that, uh, back to that other server. Uh, the thing that pisses me off when uh, I have to cut somebody off is if my servers or my manager will not back me. That pisses me off to no end. Because we're all supposed to be working together. We're all supposed to be uh, be a team. And the there were nights. There, there was one night where all of a sudden I said, okay, this dude, he's had enough. Uh, he can barely keep his eyes open. He's slurring his speech. I said, hey, dude, why don't you take a break for a little while? Can I get you a Coke, coffee, or water? And he said, yeah, why don't you give me an Irish coffee? No, 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 no. You're not understanding me here. Coke, coffee, or water. Uh, you know, don't, we're not going to add, add all alcohol to it. Uh, and you know, he, then he'd get pissed off and walk away from me. And I, I walk over to everybody else and like, okay, I cut that dude off. He's uh, slurring his speech and he's, uh, having a hard time standing. He went over to my server who I told this and, uh, said, I got cut off by the bartender and she says, Oh, it's okay. Just come to me from now on. And uh, I'll still serve you. And she kept serving him through the night. And uh, at one point, I was like, what the fuck? I just cut the dude off. Why are you still serving him? And she says, well, I know him. He, uh, he's like that all the time. Uh, uh, and he's he's not drunk. He's just having a good time. And I was just, I took it back and I was just like, great. So now if I cut somebody off and somebody else disagrees with it, they're just going to keep serving him. And then I look like the asshole. And because I was new to that town because everybody in that small town knew each other. They went to high school with each other. And so it, uh, it was tough for me to, uh, get to know these people because I wasn't part of their, uh, click. I wasn't, in their niche or anything like that. I didn't play football with them. I didn't, uh, you know, take any of the girls to prom or anything like that. I was new. I was from the other, uh, the other side of the freeway. Nobody knew me. So I was having a hard time to get to know people as it is. And plus I was having a hard time trying to follow the rules because when you suspect of somebody being drunk, you've got to cut them off. Otherwise, if they get in their car, they uh, go get in an accident. It can come back on you. Oh, OLCC can uh, start sending uh, sting operations and raids and stuff like that on your barn. You really don't want that headache. So that's where the guilt came in. So, well, shit, if, uh, if I'm wrong, maybe they are just like that. Maybe that's just the way uh, they operate at work and stuff like that. So maybe I shouldn't cut them off. And it, it became a really hard decision in order to keep business and not look like an asshole because I was having a hard time. I wanted to get to know these people and, uh, you know, build up my clientele. And uh, then I started sitting back thinking, well, I can't build up clientele if I keep punishing them. And, but it inevitably comes up to punishing myself. You know, I, I send these people, away drunk they uh they get in an accident or something something bad happens then it comes back on me now i said olcc that's the oregon liquor control commission now it's different for uh everywhere now i know i do realize that this podcast is maybe 
not hugely worldwide, but yeah, there are people in different countries that listen to this and the liquor laws might be completely different. Uh, even, you know, in the next town over from where I used to work. But, uh, you know, it, you know, I just didn't want to deal with the consequences. So yeah, uh, having a server that didn't back me up on my decision made me second guess myself. And, uh, should I cut this person off? Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, what if I cut them off and they get pissed off at me? They're just going to go to her. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, you know, it was really tough on my head and, uh, gave me anxiety every once in a while. Besides how bad of a server was she when I can, uh, show up, she can work four hours before I start. I start working at nine finish the night off at one thirty and have about six, $700 in sales. And her sales were maybe three, 400. How awful of a server was she shit. Now next year, here's a story of a guy that was perpetually cut off. Uh, now what I mean by that is, is he was allowed to come in to every bar in town have only one drink and one drink only in the bar and then was cut off. And that was the rule for every bar in town. And when I first heard about this, I thought that's fucking amazing. How do you do that? It, where get to the point, what's your life like when you get to the point where you are only allowed to have one drink in a bar, then you are cut off, you know, you know, just pay me, uh, pay me for that one drink and you're done. This guy uh, was the town drunk. And uh, I don't know how much drinking he did during the day, but it always came down to, uh, you know, he'd wander into the bar, say hi to a few people, order a gin and tonic, and that was the end of that. And I, uh, it was, there wasn't a huge amount of guilt that went along with that. It, but, uh when you find out that the person has a uh, stipulation for the town that he's got one drink and he's cut off and you start to judge him a little bit and there. Okay. Yeah. You still, you feel guilty for judging people every once in a while, but uh, it's, it was just crazy there. Uh, the part that I did feel guilt about is I used to pour his drinks a little bit differently uh, and he, and I got caught now, uh, years ago when I took, uh, when I went to bartending Academy, when I was taught by, uh, one of the best bartenders Oregon had to offer, she told me, if you want to trick your customers, uh, to thinking that they are getting the world's strongest drink, you, uh, say they order a rum and Coke, you pour the Coke first, you put the rum on top, then drop the straw in. Then when they take a sip off the straw, they're getting a hit of rum right away. And they think, woo, this is the strongest drink. Thanks, man. And, you know, they're they're excited that they think they got a really strong drink. So I kind of did that to him. Uh, I pour the tonic first, and then I put the gin on top of that. And then throw the straw in there. And uh, he went over to, uh, this was when I was working at a different bar from where Shannon was working by this time. And she walked in, uh, he walked in 
making his rounds around town is I got to get my drink from this bar. I got to go to the drink at that bar, that bar, that bar. Then I can go home. So when he left my bar to make his rounds to where Shannon was working, he looked at her and asked her, why does he uh, pour the, the alcohol last? And uh, Shannon approached me and talked to me about it. And she goes, he, you know, he asked that. And I went, ah, shit, he caught me. I thought I was uh, doing him a favor by making him think that he was getting a nice, strong drink. Uh, and maybe I was trying to short pour him a little bit, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'm guilty of that. Uh, but, you know, the when you realize that a guy has a, a rule around town that he's only allowed one drink, you start to be judgmental and start thinking, well, it's, uh, he must have had trouble coming out of this bar. I don't want to be the last place that he uh, went to before he gets pulled over by the cops. Because then the cops reported the Liquor Control Commission, and then the Liquor Control Commission puts the bar under a gigantic microscope. And uh, it's a huge mess right after that. And I truthfully did that to him to make him think, yeah, oh, Anthony's pouring me a strong drink. I really wasn't. And I, 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 yeah, I short poured him quite a few times, but uh, he only noticed the way I poured it, he didn't really notice that I was uh, short pouring him or anything like that. There were times where I would do the gin and tonic at the same time. Cause you know, just cause I didn't have to use a measuring um, or a measuring jigger and we didn't have bubble pours, which thank fucking God, you know, I hate those uh, damn bubble pours. I'm, you know, I can't count how many times that I've walked into a bar and, uh, or I've worked in a bar and they saw that they had bubble pours and I popped them right off or oops, they broke. I just think bubble pours in making people use uh, jiggers that it takes away the artistry of being a bartender. So, uh, and you know, me referring to it as artistry is uh, a big, big word for me. I mean, the three syllables, just artistry. Yeah. Three, three syllables. That's huge for me. But uh, people that refer to themselves as mixologists and have to use a jigger, uh, no. No, you're uh, following a recipe book. and There's no artistry that goes into that. But yeah, uh, I was I felt a little guilty that I sometimes I short poured that guy just because I don't know if I thought I was he was doing a, I was doing him a favor or if I was just being an asshole or trying to uh trying to uh maybe sober him up a little bit i don't know there were there was really no reasoning behind it when i think back on it now another way that uh i tried not to cut people off is just if it was something personal you know the person can come in they can have a couple drinks and they'll they'll be uh, absolutely fine as long as they're sitting in their bar stool but every once in a while you know uh there was a period of time where i was a little bit touchy and then I uh, became a smartass, and then I realized uh, you have to be able to take it if you're going to give it. So I'm always pre- prepared to uh, take some shit if I'm flipping some shit, because that's just the way, how the way the world works. And a lot of people have forgotten about that. But uh, uh, there, there were times where I'd have, like, there were these two guys. They'd sit at the bar, and 
uh, after a little while, they'd start getting a little cocky, let's just say. And they'd start uh, start thinking that they can flip you, uh, flip me some shit. And at first, I was, uh, you know, they, I don't even remember what they were insulting me for at the time. And at first, I was just like, you motherfuckers, you talk to me like that in my bar? Uh, and I sat there and thought, I should cut them off, get them out of here. But uh, then it became a personal issue. You know, they weren't drunk. They were just being, uh, you know, uh, they were just throwing a couple jabs at me, pretty much. And I wasn't able to take it. And this was during the period of time where I was kind of quiet and uh, not really talking to the customers a whole lot. Because, I, like I said, I've been try- I was new in town and I'm trying to get to know people. Feel them out, you know, see, see how much I can get away with or uh, see which, uh, see what uh, people are like, you know. And so these guys would just start flipping me shit and I thought I should cut them off and get them out of here. And I was then after a while, I was just like, you know what? They're just flipping me shit. They're all right, guys. So I had to develop a callus when it comes to that sort of thing. You uh, try not to use my powers of uh, cutting somebody off or 86ing them. Uh, for evil instead of good for personal, uh, can't use it for personal reasons. Got to try to use it for professional. And, you know, then with that help though, it helped me develop a kind of a thicker skin. And so I was just like, well, they're going to flip me shit. I'm going to flip them shit. And it was those two guys where it originated where all of a sudden one of the guys stood up in his, uh, in his bar spot and said, Hey, you want to step outside? And I looked at him right in the eye and I said, no, thanks. I don't need a blowjob right now. And he froze. He's, uh, 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 he wasn't expecting me to say something back. And he didn't know how to respond to that particular saying just because he'd never heard it before. And that became a long term, long time joke ever, uh, to my close friends when they heard that I said that they had, they're uh, they're all sitting back saying, you know, I wish I could say something like that, or I wish I could remember to say something like that. Even some of my podcast listeners, they uh, Boogie Lives was telling me uh, when I interviewed him a while back uh, that he actually tries every day to try to remember if somebody ever should say, "Do you want to step outside?" He wants to try to remember to say, "No, thanks. I don't need a blowjob right now." And uh, you know that. Uh, that kind of helped me loosen up a little bit. I was just like, oh, okay. So these people can be a smart ass to me and I, I don't have to be automatically nice to them. I can flip them shit just as much as they can flip me shit. I just got to take it back a little bit because sometimes when I flip, flip people shit, I'm either really in your face or I take it way too far. And then they get mad. Then they tell the manager and then, uh, 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 yeah, whatever. So, uh, yeah, Cutting somebody off strictly uh, for personal reasons, yeah, I felt guilty for that. But uh, once I kind of developed it, uh, developed my own attitude that people can accept, it wasn't that easy for me to sit back and think I should just eighty six this guy. He's annoying me. He's bothering me. But uh, if it uh, it came to the point where they were annoying or bothering my servers. Or somebody, you know, one of my servers that I didn't think was able to take it. They were actually genuinely getting upset that 
that they were tr- being treated poorly by these people, I had zero problem uh, cutting them off. There was no guilt, no nothing. I just said, walked over to them and said, uh, start treating my server better or you're not going to drink here anymore. And if they uh, and if they didn't listen to me, uh, they got their their bar tab, they got cut off for the night, and they got sent home. They weren't 86 because there is a difference. You can cut somebody off and send them home. That means they can come back tomorrow. 86 means they have to leave for whatever amount of time that you've decided. You know, you can teach somebody a lesson by telling them uh, you're 86 for a month, or you can just be rid of your whole problem uh, completely by saying, you're 86, get the fuck out of my bar. I don't want to ever see you again. So, yeah. So you can uh, you can cut some cut somebody off and throw them out, but they're welcome to come back the next day as long as they've straightened up their attitude. Because uh, I was always really protective of my servers. Even though most of my servers were tough as nails and could handle it, uh, they, uh, at the bottom line, I felt uh, uh, the customer... They flip shit to my uh, my servers. They got to deal with me. All right, people, it is break time for me. I'm going to go out uh, back, have a smoke, and uh, have a Coca-Cola and relax a little bit before we take on this next, uh, this sh- next shift. Hey, quick reminder, if you want to help support the show, head on over to www.heybartenderpodcast.com and pick up a T-shirt or a sticker or something. Every little bit helps. Plus, you get a new T-shirt or a new sticker to put on whatever it is you got. So help me out by going to www.heybartenderpodcast.com. So until I get back, uh, here's this week's musical guest. Coming to us from New Jersey, here is Daddies with their single, I'm Your Man.
coming from New Jersey. That was Daddy's with I'm Your Man. If you want to find out more about them, head on over to Bandcamp.com and check them out there. You can find uh, more music by them. You can also find more ways to follow them. You can follow them on Facebook. Uh, They go by Daddy's on on there. And you can also follow them on Instagram uh, at Daddy's Official. Go check them out. Okay, just to finish up here, yeah, we sometimes we do feel a little bit guilty from having to cut somebody off because sometimes it's a little bit tough. You know, you're cutting off a good customer or a high tipper or something like that. But you got to remember, most of the time when you cut somebody off, it's for their safety and uh, so that you can keep your job. Because, uh, you know, you don't want them to go home, get in an accident. You don't want them to get in an accident and accidentally hurt somebody else. And uh, Lord knows we all do not want the liquor control commissions in our uh, previous or in our respective areas to start uh, coming after us and running stings on us and stuff like that. It's that's just total bullshit when that happens. But uh, it's all about safety and it's all about being able to run your business the way you want it to run. You want to be able to make that decision to say, I had to cut them off for their safety. I had to cut them off uh, just to keep the atmosphere, the vibe in the bar high so that more people are inclined to come in. And, you know, it's, and it's just, it's about you. I mean, you got to learn if you are completely paranoid about cutting somebody off just because they're going to get mad at you, you got to develop that callus because it's about you. It's about you being a server, you being a bartender. It's about maintaining the restaurant and uh, being uh, loyal to uh, the people that you work for who sign your paychecks. Because, you know, without uh, without the paychecks, we all go broke. I mean, and we're having enough problems uh, right now as it is being quarantined or power shutting off all over the United States. It's uh, just crazy. And remember, if you do cut somebody off, the, my, the best advice that I can give to any bartender or server, if you cut somebody off and your management does not back you up, then you don't need to work there. Because a uh, bottom line thing that I ultimately believe is that if you make a decision, whether it's to 86 somebody or to cut somebody off, if management does not back you up, then you don't need to work there. Because... All of a sudden, uh, you're working off their decisions, and if something happens, who's the person that's ultimately going to get in trouble for it? It's the bartender or server that last served them. So look out for yourselves, and uh, you know try to find some place that uh, you respect the owner, uh, you re- uh, and they respect you. Um, I mean, there are tons of places out there where that's like that. I've worked in a bar where I've had to 86 somebody who was a long-time regular customer, but he got in a fight. And uh, the manager knew him pretty well, but the manager was like, yep, you 86 him. I gotta, uh, I can't let him back in. And I was like, God, that's a good feeling. But uh, also, you, a lot of you people have told me that you've got managers out there that uh, respect you and your dreams. And I believe it's really awesome that a lot of you people out there have these goals in your life. You're using bartending and serving as a stepping stone to the career, your dream career. 
uh, and they'll allow you time to, you know, if you've got an audition coming up or if you've got a show coming up and you need to be somewhere else, they'll help you find the time to go follow that dream. It's all about good management. So managers out there, uh, you know, try to help support your crew. Don't be one of those people that, uh, like that, uh, asshole I used to work with who was just, uh, who was just a plain dick. And, uh, any decision that I made, he would completely, uh, say, nah, don't do that. Uh, or, uh, but this person says that if, uh, uh, well, this person's really drunk, no, no, just keep serving him. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't even want to deal with the confrontation of dealing with the customers saying this is bullshit. Uh, that, that, that still, uh, puts shiver on my spine uh when i say sorry dude can i get you a coke off your water you're uh you need to calm down for a little bit this bullshit you know what i just served you a fishbowl and that oh that's another thing that i gotta uh gotta bring up uh any of you uh, bartenders or servers have on your menu one of those fishbowl drinks that fits like a half a gallon of alcohol in whatever mixer Uh, whenever i served those things uh, I only had them at one bar that I worked at. When I served those things, I would tell the people, okay, how many people are going to be drinking out of this? And, you know, if it was four or more, okay, yeah, I, I was fairly cool with it. But if I caught only one person walking around with that fishbowl in their hand, they got nothing else from me that night. It was just like, I can only serve you one of these, then you're done. And... Uh, not that I ever s- served it to one person and one person alone. Now I uh, I would make sure that they they at least had a couple friends to share it with. But uh, eventually, usually in the night, there was two things that I uh, used to laugh at when I saw it. Uh, one is you get that one drunk girl who's walking around with the fishbowl in her hand, uh, sipping from it while t- wandering around p- talking to her friends. Okay, yeah, she was done after that drink. Then there was this other guy who was sharing it with uh, three or four friends, and he decided to come up to the bar, grab about five or six straws, join them all together so he could sit back in his chair and uh, without having to lean forward on top of the fishbowls, he could sit back and drink it while leaning back in his chair. Laughed my ass off. But it was a constant stream. He just kept going on the straw. And uh, pretty much once he, he, I didn't have to cut him off. He would pretty much knew he was done by, by the time they reached bottom of that drink. It was hilarious. Anyway, people, it is last call. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar and get something before I stop serving. So, uh, guys, just remember, if you have any stories or that you want to share, you want to be on the show, or any questions whatsoever, come on over and ask your bartender. All you have to do is email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I'll uh, talk about it on the show or whatever. We'll see what happens. If you guys want me to come out and visit, I would love to know what kind of bars uh, out there that I can come out and visit uh, once this whole quarantine thing loosens up. It's loosened up uh, enough now, but... uh, you know, I want to be able to take time to travel and have a destination. 
and that would be really fun. I'd love to come out and visit you guys, interview you guys while you're at the bar, maybe even do videos. That that would be a lot of fun too. So um, just email me, dude at Hey Bartender Podcast, or you can contact me through Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast, or Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. Special thanks to Jack Daniels, uh, whether they knew it or not, that I used one of their drink recipes on the show. Uh, and also special thanks to Daddy's. Uh, remember to go check out their profile on bandcamp.com with their song, I'm Your Man, from EP2. That is the name of the album, EP2. Uh, also, remember, uh, uh, www.heybartenderpodcast.com. You can go there, pick up a T-shirt, listen to past episodes, whatever. All the money uh, that you uh, use to buy a T-shirt supports Hey Bartender Podcast and allows me to keep making this show and possibly making it better. If you don't feel like you need a T-shirt or a sticker or anything like that, but you want to send me a tip, I'm, uh, I would more than welcome that. I have a Venmo account now. Uh, just send me a tip at hey-bartender-podcast. Because uh, I could really use some help because I really want to make this show a lot bigger and better. And I'm having a lot of fun doing it, honestly. And people, you know what? I'm even going to throw this out there. If you uh, have anything that you would like me to show off on any of my social media accounts, whether it's a t-shirt, sticker, uh, or anything special that you guys have in your bar that you would just love to have shown uh, shown off from Hey Bartender Podcast, mail it to me at P.O. Box 12148, Odessa, Texas, 79768. Uh, just mail it to me, and I'll make you guys known. I want to make you guys famous. So until the next show, everybody, thank you so much for the support. And remember to share, like, and subscribe to Hey Bartender Podcast. And I will catch you next time. But until next time, as usual, I want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go?